0: everyone, and welcome to episode 305 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this week, Richard?
1: Hey, Seth, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I am doing well. Uh, was a, was a pretty good, uh, pretty good holiday weekend of uh, not doing a whole lot because we're still in a pandemic, but I got to, uh, catch up with some family over Zoom and stuff. So that was kind of cool. But before we get into all that stuff, we have another co-host in Crim. What's up this fine Monday, Crim? Uh,
2: not, not, not much actually. Kind of a, it, it, which is a good thing. After last week, uh, I had a pretty busy week. So now it's, Good to start a new week in a more, on a more chill note.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, chilling out a little bit every once in a while is a good thing. So today for our cast, we don't have any super big topics. We wanted to talk about. More secret layer drops today actually is the start of the secret layer anniversary or whatever they're calling it. The secret layer anniversary. We got five new drops going on sale for today. We didn't really get to talk about them last week. So we want to talk about the new secret layer drops. Maybe a little bit about foil curling has become a popular topic again in part because there's a bunch of foil secret lairdrops, in part because people apparently are having some issues with Commander Legends. And then, uh, I've been working on a list of all the magic products that have been released in the year of 2020. And uh it's pretty long and interesting, so we might hit on that a little bit at the end of the cast as well before answering your fish mail. So, that is the overview for today. Before we get into it, a reminder... That our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit. And if you've ever tried to buy list your magic cards, oh my god, is it a lot of work. So much sorting and typing and shipping. Not actually all that much fun for most people. But Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. You can avoid all of those hassles all of that time and just send your card to card conduit, a new service from the folks at card hoarder and they will sort and grade and sell your magic cards for you. And once your shipment is processed, you get the proceeds minus their fee. And right now you can get a 10% discount by going to cardconduit.com slash goldfish. So thank you to card conduit for supporting the show today and, uh, Let's talk some secret layer drops, Richard. We got five new drops going for sale today. Eh, you want to walk us through the secret layer drops, and uh, we can talk about
1: them. All right. How much money do you guys have? So <laughs> let's let's start off number one. So they they all go on sale starting um, like literally now. as of now when we're recording. <laughs> so when you hear this, they're already on sale. Yep. Uh, so first up, we have. We hope you like squirrels. Uh, this drop comes with six cards for $40. Uh, Squirrel Mob, Squirrel Wrangler, Crows and Beast, Swarm Yard, Chatter of the Squirrel, and a Squirrel Token. Uh, so that's our first one. (laughs) Only available in foil. So only available in foil. Uh, the art, how would you describe this art? A lot of cute and fluffy squirrels, I would say.
2: Yeah, I mean <laughs> they lived up to the name. All right. yeah. Next
1: up, we have party hard, shred harder for thirty dollars, five cards only in non-foil. Uh, we have assassin's trophy. Some card I can't read. Hold on, anguish am making <laughs> decimate. <laughs> oh dear. It-
0: Dread bore Dread is a hidden card. Dread
1: What's this other card? I can't even read it.
0: Oh, Thraximundar. Oh, yeah. Okay, and in
1: case you're wondering why I'm having so much trouble, <laughs> uh, these cards do not look like magic cards whatsoever. Uh, so you can check them out. They are like... They're death metal, yeah, like,
2: t-shirt. Farm. They're... Well, actually, no, they're, they're, they're more legible, believe it or not, uh, than the death it's, metal Yeah, t-shirt it's like a, fonts. like a
0: concert poster. It's exactly like a death, like yeah. if you're going to see a death metal concert poster, like hanging up at some venue or something, it's exactly that style of art, I think. So
1: we'll, we'll come back and touch upon, yeah. uh, this particular drop in a bit, but let's, let's finish the, the other drops. We have Happy Little Gathering. This is the Bob Ross drop available in foil for $40, non-foil for $30. Featuring uh 10 basics, uh two of each color from uh Bob Ross paintings. Uh this will be the first secret layer I will ever buy. Uh probably the last. <laughs> Next up, we have another artist secret layer. We have the Seb McKinnon series. Uh four cards. $30 non-foil, $40 foil. Uh comes with Solar of Temptation, uh, Enchanted Evening, Damnation. And a full art swamp. Uh last drop, I guess second last drop. Uh we have a box of rocks. Uh, five cards at $30 non-foil, $40 for the foil version. Uh they're your Commander Staple Rocks, Commander Sphere, Gilded Lotus, Arcane Signet, Chromantic Lantern, Dark Steel Ingot. Ingots. Uh, in a very <laughs> unique style. Um, I love this. It's very artwork. like colorful yeah. and pastel. Yeah. And then finally, uh we have the Super Drop Super Bundle where you can get like all of them for a uh, foil. They have the foil version, the non-foil version. Uh wait, what's the difference between the Bundle Bundle and the Foils Forever Bundle? So
0: so there's so there are 4 drops that are non-foil. There's four drops that are foil because there's uh the the metal one does not come in foil and the squirrel one does not come in non-foil. So you can buy all the foil drops, all the non-foil drops or eight total drops for the foils, for the non-foils with the super bundle.
1: So all of them, so all eight drops, $230, the foils only drop $140, the non-foils $100.
0: And we don't know what surprises might be in store. It seems like so far, I think every secret layer drop has had, I don't know, white bordered Tibball, stained glass planeswalker. So there's probably a decent chance that they got something sweet that we don't know about in these drops, but I don't know. Yeah, you just got to wait and see for the most part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And these come out in March, according to the website. So you order now and then uh, they release in March. So They're doing a new method, right, on how you order this, too?
0: Yeah, there's a bit of an improvement where before uh, you'd order and pay, and then your drop would just get shipped at some point in the future. Now you order, but you actually don't pay until they're ready to ship, which I I think is a a pretty nice bonus for consumers. I guess one of the issues people had is, like... (coughs) With the old system, it was outside the window for, like, getting a refund, essentially, because it had been so long since you paid. So, if you did have some horrible problem with your secret layer drop, you couldn't really get your money back. But with the new system, a little bit more consumer-friendly, I think, that uh, should help with stuff like that if it does come up. I'm almost
1: positive the old system was illegal somewhere. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure that's why they fix it. Like, certain countries or
1: certain locations or states or something, like, you can't just charge people without... Shipping or there has there's like a minimum time delay, but yeah, the new system uh, a lot more friendly. What do you mean <laughs> they they sold you download code <laughs> that you also couldn't get? To All right, so- <laughs> let's let's go talk about the the drops. Squirrels, forty dollars, five squirrels. What do you guys think? Blackboarded squirrels, by the way. I'm
2: passing
0: <laughs> this. This is
2: I'm passing on. This squirrels. is the one
0: I'm personally least interested in, although. I was actually surprised how expensive some of those cards were. I was, like, doing a little finance write-up about the secret lair drops, and I was expecting to be like, wow, this has, like, no value. But Swarmyard is, like, a $20 card now. Squirrel uh, Mob is, like, a $10 card. So it actually is not as bad value as I thought. I'm glad the drop exists, because I know squirrels have this, like, big cult following in the magic world. Uh, so I know there's going to be people that this is, like, their all-time favorite drop, and they're going to love it. I'm just not one of those people. This one's not for me, but I'm glad it's out there for squirrel fans.
2: Yeah. I'm, I, I, I think there actually is a, I know two people who are going to love this personally in my life and I'm very happy for them. But uh, yeah, I, I myself am just going to pass on these squirrels. I. I'd
0: rather not <laughs> squirrel tribal commander clash richard with the with the alt art yeah <laughs> it sounds like a richard rob you to can do me, it sort of
1: oh, a little bit it does I'm... it
0: really does squirrels
1: are too popular to be to, <laughs> too, to be wrapped on commander clash they're too mainstream, they're too mainstream. i get yeah. it <laughs> all right party hard shred harder i think probably the most controversial here because the art is just so different uh what do you guys think? Controversial?
2: I didn't even know this card was controversial.
1: Or this drop
2: was controversial. So, so the I upside love... is they're super
1: unique and super cool, right? The downside is they don't right? look like magic cards at all. And they're hard to read. I'm, <laughs> right.
2: I mean, let's be honest here. I don't read my cards <laughs> anyways, so that's all you know what I mean? It's not like I need to read them anyways. But I will I will tell you that this is my favorite drop. I thought I mean, don't get me wrong. The Seb McKinnon, it was, it's really hard to beat that drop, but like, I love this artwork. I love this font. I love everything about it because, you know, I, I'm a fan of like this style of, you know, first off, I like some music that kind of already this originates from, from the posters and whatnot. Uh, and like, I, I think this, it's kind of perfectly lining up it, like with the trend of my purchases this year because I got, an, like, I got two Animal Crossing shirts that are also in death metal <laughs> font. Uh, and, and like, so why not also add a, ma- like a bunch of magic cards to follow, right? So I, I am, I am on board with everything here. The way Thraxamundar looks like this actually works out perfectly because Thraxamundar was my first commander. So, uh, I am beyond thrilled that now Thraxamundra comes back with a metal looking version.
0: Boy. So I, I'm right in the yeah. middle on this one. I think I really like the art and I think it's really cool. Uh, and I will play it. Like I will put these cards in my decks because I like how they look. At the same time, I do have a bit of a concern that if, I don't know, can you go too far with secret layers and stray too far away from looking like magic cards where It'll end up adding confusion or maybe be a negative in some way. So I do see where you're going with it, Richard, because these are, out of all the secret layers, maybe out of any magic card that has ever been printed, these look the least like a magic card to me. Like, uh, if it didn't have the magic card back, (laughs) you wouldn't know, really, that it was a magic card. So I could...
1: uh, These look like proxies. they, They do
0: look like someone's, like, cool altars or something that someone made. So... I don't know. I like them, and I think the art's cool, although it was pretty jarring when I first saw them. I was just like, wow, that does not look like a magic card.
2: I did think they were, I, I thought they were fake <laughs> like at first, right? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, these are really cool, and, and it turns out they were real, so I was like, oh! I jumped out of my chair with that, so like, the, I, I definitely, yeah, like it is definitely something that when I look at it and I, you know, like knowing magic and whatnot, and looking at it it just feels weird to see at first but then i sat. And then i was like uh, i sat down and she's like this this is everything i needed in magic this is easily my favorite secret layer drop that has ever come yeah out.
1: so I, I i really like this art i wish they actually just sold posters if they sold posters of these cards i'm more likely to buy them than the actual cards themselves but i think like as and, is it's okay given our ecosystem of cards it's down the line when you have 60 cards that all look different what happens to your deck like if you like if i put like an exploding kittens card in my deck <laughs> will you even recognize it <laughs> right <laughs> like you know i have like a Yu Oh card in there uh you know when, when the decks are so not homogeneous like is it playable anymore um i'm not sure but like in an absolute you- sense is this any worse than Amoket invocations <laughs> Those things weren't legible, like whatsoever. No,
2: this is better,
0: and they were ugly too. So at least these look good.
1: (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! The invocations. Wait, we're not talking about the art. We're talking about
1: the border. It's so
0: gaudy. It's so over the top and gaudy. Yeah, that's my least favorite. It's just over the top in a way that you don't
1: like. These are over the top too, but I think everyone just likes this aesthetic. Uh, or, yeah. like, the the Black <laughs> Comic-Con Planeswalkers, like the original couple series, yeah. those were yeah. pretty out there. So, I don't think, uh, you know, and in terms of readability for new players, is this any worse than textless full art cards? Um, probably not. And,
0: <laughs> and I think in person you might be able to read them. Like, if you can actually, like, pick it up, it does have all the text on the cards. It's written in, like, a unique metal font, but I bet in person you could pick up the card and like read what it does pretty easily.
2: I can't wait to see these in person. Uh <laughs> It's weird that they're not available
1: in foil.
0: Yeah. That might be I don't know. Like yeah, that is
2: kind of kind of weird cuz so what I went ahead and did was I got the non-foil bundle and then an additional party hard shred heart. Oh,
0: Don't you need don't you need force? So you have a play set, He never plays for play the same No, no. Nope, nope. <laughs>
2: No, no, no. No, no, Seth, please. R- Richard knows this. I mix and match all my cards. <laughs> like, like I and I, Plus, I'm mostly going to play these in Commander, right? But on top
0: of that, oh, yeah, mixing and matching.
1: Uh, all right. Next up, Happy Little Gathering, Bob Rosslands.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is... This is the drop that's making me buy Secret Layers. <laughs> I have always liked Bob Ross and Bob Ross art and just like, I don't know, his attitude and persona. He just seemed like a really cool guy. So this is the one I'm definitely getting. I probably will just get the, the non-foil bundle because it's a better deal. You get a bit of a discount. And I do want like the metal art stuff too. So I think I'll just get the bundle. But this is the drop that is finally, after an entire year of Secret Layer Drops, First time I bought a secret lair and it's going to be specifically to get the Bob Ross lands.
2: That does that does make me uh, like chuckle. I I I like that Bob
1: Ross is like what broke Seth. I I, I'm with you. I'm buying them. How how about we have a stream party where we try to paint the Bob Ross lands.
0: Well, that, maybe that'll be a new YouTube series. We, oh we can, man, <laughs> we can try to do our interpretations of it. Yeah, that that would be good. <laughs> please no. I'll get my palette knife no, knife I ready. I got,
1: my uh, I, titanium white. Uh, I am
0: a very bad visual artist. Like you saw, if you've been around yeah. the YouTube channel for a long time, you might remember the era where I made my own thumbnails. Uh, you can go back and look to like 2016 YouTube videos, and you will see my uh, my artistic skills, quote unquote, on display. So
1: it's okay. You have Bob Ross guiding you. <laughs> uh all right. Okay, Seb McKinnon series headlined by Damnation.
2: Yes. And Enchanted Evening, right? I mean, these cards are actually pretty expensive, Damnation went back up to like 40 bucks at a point. Uh Enchanted Evening was like sitting around like 20 to 30. So, like I I love this drop. On top of that, like like just from like a commander perspective, obviously, but and then there's the art. That Enchanted Evening art is so cool and Damnation is amazing. And Sower of Temptation, that swamp yeah, like, I I had to get this. I I had to get this, no matter what. I mean, I, I didn't think the drops could get better. Obviously, I still love the metal one, but, like, this is just an amazing drop.
0: Yeah, I mean, Seb is probably the most popular current artist in Magic, I would say, at this point. And he definitely nailed it with all the art on these pieces. So that's, like, one reason to get it. You get really sweet unique art, uh, new art from uh Seb McKinnon. The other thing is this drop is the one that I think is just like a slam dunk from a value perspective. Uh, like you said, Damnation, I think the cheapest version right now is forty bucks. You can buy this drop for thirty bucks. So if you need a damnation for your commander deck or something, this is actually a meaningful discount to not only get a damnation, but get a really sweet version of damnation. And long term, I bet that swamp is going to be absurdly expensive. Like, I think don't sleep on the swamp. I would not be surprised. If people are going to like be spending $10, $15 for that swamp, uh, in the not super distant future, cause people are going to want to have like a mono black deck that has all the Seb swamp and you only get one in the drop. So I-, I think this swamp is like sneaky value in this drop that people are probably going to forget about, but don't sleep on it. Cause that swamp is going to cost a lot of money eventually.
1: Swamp is the best card. <laughs> I-, I would seriously just buy yeah. <laughs> this drop for the swamp. The-, the damnation is too much for me. Like I I like the classic like black moon. This one is like terrifying. Like have you looked at the art? I'm like, I don't wanna look at this. (laughs) It's like too much for me. Like just give me the nice peaceful (laughs) black moon and destroy all creatures. This one is like nightmare fuel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think I like nightmare fuel damnation the most. This is I I didn't think there would be a damnation I'd enjoy more than Nicol Bolas's from Amonket. Uh like art wise. Uh, so like like this, but this artwork is gorgeous, and I am a huge fan of it. And like I, you know, that enchanted evening once again. Like I, I cannot tell you how beautiful that fairy is. So I love that fairy in the background.
1: All right, box of rocks. Do you need to build a commander deck?
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even even if you do, like this is the one where okay. So it's part of the non foil bundle, so I guess I'm just getting one anyways. But like. The thing here is, I, I think the arcane signet is the only one that I care about. The, the rest, like, cr- like, I, I kind of wish this was like all signets. Ooh. Instead. If this were like signets, this would have been better. Even talismans, right? Cause the blue-white talisman's like $10. And, and so, if they were talismans, if they were, Signets, all of them would be just. But all of these go into
1: every deck color. If you if you bought a box of uh, talismans or a box of signets, you only use like one of those cards.
2: I mean, th- just put a skyclave relic. <laughs> I mean, that's that's better than than like you know what I mean. Like some like commander sphere. I I mean, it is it is like a staple when you think about it. Right. It's just like everyone commander has sphere one. In that, or it's 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 it, everyone has one. It's it's a classic, sure. Uh Chromatic lantern, sure. Like, these are cards that I think that a lot of people are going to just... that Yeah, like you mentioned, they can be played in every deck. But I think Signets or Talismans would have just been cooler. Just saying.
0: Yeah, I think... This is one of the drops where it's good news and bad news. So, like, the good news is the art's really sweet. The good news is Mm -hmm. these are legitimate commander staples. I actually, like, looked it up on EDH Rack, and every one of these cards is in the top 20 most played colorless cards in the format, including, like, Arcade Signets, I think two or three right now, behind Soul Ring, maybe? So these are, like, legitimate commander staples. On the other hand, the bad news is... They're not all that valuable. If you just want a copy of each of these cards, you can get it for like 12 bucks, maybe. Like none of these cards are high value. So you're definitely playing a premium to get the art. The other thing that's kind of bad news is I just saw a command zone video when they were talking about like uh, cards you shouldn't play anymore or whatever. It was called something along those lines. And one of the things they went into kind of at depth was, playing mana ramp that costs more than two mana, and they specifically called out, like, Chromatic Lantern, Commander Sphere, Gilded Lotus. Like, they listed off all these cards Is like, yeah, you yeah. probably shouldn't even play them. Like, play two mana mana rocks instead. Like, these cards <laughs> used to be good enough, but we have so many two mana mana rocks now that you just don't really need these anymore. So will they remain commander staples in a world where we're getting Arcane Signets and Jeweled Lotuses and all these new mana rock ram spells? Eh, we'll see. So I think you get it for the art, And that's the big draw for this drop, not the value or any other aspect of it.
2: Yeah, the the value is not worth here. Uh, The art is all you're getting, and and I agree with that. I mean, I like the art, so I I don't hate having a set of these, but like. Will I play them? Probably and, not. I mean, Arcane Signet. Yes. I
0: mean, I guess the other good news is we've seen drops in the past. Uh, I think the cat drop comes to mind when the cat drop came out. I added it up and I was like, good Lord, this value is horrible. Like you can buy all these cats for like 10 bucks. And then that actually ended up being one of the most expensive drops, partly because cats are really popular and partly because people like playing cat commander decks and they're willing to pay a premium to get their Quisali singer or whatever slinger from, uh, from the secret layer drop. They'll pay $12 for that version when you can get a 50 cent version so maybe these will end up being somewhat expensive just because commander players like their unique printings of things so maybe they'll end up being a lot more uh, value wise than their original printings
1: all right so we know crim bought everything
0: <laughs> not everything i didn't get squirrels
1: that's correct you bought the non-foil <laughs> bundle and i guess squirrels is the only foil only bundle right yeah so squirrels is foil yeah. only Uh Party Hard is non-foil only. Everything else is available in both.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm with Krim on this one. I think I'm going with the with the non-foil bundle. Uh mostly because I want the Bob Ross lands. But you do get like a twenty dollar discount, I think, by getting the bundles. So I want the other stuff. Enough, especially the the metal stuff, but to a lesser extent, box of rocks. I guess uh, I want the Seth McKinnon drop because Damnation's good value in the art suite. So there's enough stuff I want that I think it's worth splurging uh, on the hundred dollar price to get four drops rather than just getting uh, Bob Ross for thirty.
2: Uh, I, I, right, and I mean like when when Damnation's already forty dollars, and and you know Enchanted Evening, as I said, is like another twenty. Like you're, we're already almost there, right?
0: Yeah, like that's at, at the hundred dollar kind of mark. What I figure, like, even if I don't know, I end up maybe trading away the damnation eventually or something. It would still be worth it I'll to take pay it, more for the, you know, for the for the <laughs> bundle than to get them individually and miss out on like the damnation and so forth. So I'm not saying I will trade it away, but oh. if I do,
2: well, just in case you ever forget, like you know, our commander <laughs> packs, um. I'm just going to, everyone has this podcast. Hey, Seth, I'd like to claim (laughs) that damnation here on this podcast. Uh, There is no way you can forget now. It is here. If I,
0: if I hook you up with the damnation, are we even finally for whatever, (laughs) whatever I did to you that I forgot about six months ago?
1: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, I think, I think that's it. The only other thing people are concerned about is, the foils and potential curling. Ah, Seth, can you fill us in on foil curling?
0: Yeah, so there's been a bunch of Reddit posts recently. Specifically about Commander Legends, apparently a lot of people are having their uh, Commander Legends foils uh, curl a bit. I actually got a few random packs of Commander Legend, and I went and checked my foils, and they're getting a little bit curly. I just had them sitting out on a table for, like, I don't know, a week maybe since I bought them. Uh, and they're starting to curl a little bit, so that's been a concern, and that has led to some people saying you shouldn't get the foil secret layers. Like if you want to get the secret layer drop, get the non-foil version specifically to avoid the possibility of your cards curling. However, I was asking uh Crim about that. You've gotten some foil secret layers in the past. How have uh, how have your foils yeah. been? Yeah. So,
2: every every one of my foils aren't curled right now. So like what cuz I have the rat one in foil. Uh none of those are curled. Those ones are sitting in my binder. Then I have the ones in my deck, uh, which is the scar the stargazing ones. Those haven't curled. So and I and I've got like pretty much a decent amount of secret layers in foil. With like example, like the walking ballista one, you know, the planeswalkers one, uh, the bird one, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and and all of them are still good for me right now. Now the issue is my foil, uh, the the stained glass planeswalkers those ones curled super bad like like it is it's like a pringle so <clears throat> and 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 i haven't even done anything with them so i, I can't speak to commander legends uh, i don't know like how their foiling is but at least the past secret layers are still good for me um the the commander legends ones like i don't know i mean i have some of the etched foils those aren't bad yet so I I don't know like we'll, we'll see as things progress.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess it's good news that some of those drops you mentioned like the the year of the rat or whatever stargazing those yeah. were almost a year old now so you've had those a while and they're they're apparently still in good shape so that is some good news although it is troubling that um, probably the most exciting cards maybe the Zyngas Planeswalkers are are pringling up Richard uh is it a reason to not buy foil secure layer drops you're talking about getting the the Bob Ross lands. Does the potential for foil curling play into your decision whether you get foil or non-foil?
1: I never get foils. There's <laughs> there's just so much headache with foils. There is the curling potential. There is the getting DQ'd from any sanctioned event potential. Oh, you don't got to worry about that anymore. I mean, there's no yeah. paper events. So. <laughs> I just don't like them. Like I, I feel <clears throat> I feel like the like the from the vault style foiling where they foil kind of the whole card just doesn't look good uh the the main set foiling where they I, like I they nev- specifically highlight specific parts of the art and things like that i think that's okay but it's nothing to write home about like i don't i don't know it's just not worth the money plus all of these headaches or potential headaches i, I always just go basic non-foil version then i don't have to worry about the thickness of my cards or if you know they have like lightning bolts foiled or something i get dq'd like none of this right <laughs> just like, just give me non-foils and we'll call it a day <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm mostly the same way. Like, I just don't really care about foils, so I will get the non-foil versions just because I like them better than the foil versions. I do think it's worth considering, though, because just because we've had so many issues with foils curling for such a long time now that... I don't know. I would be a little extra skeptical of buying foils just because, you know, that's a risk. And even when it gets like better for a set or two, you never really know when a future set will crop up and it'll be curly again. And we haven't really figured out the pattern of it or why it keeps happening. So I would, even if I liked foils, I would probably trend towards getting the non-foils just as like an extra little bit of safety because I don't want pringled foils.
1: <laughs> wait, wait till you get the Pringles secret lair drop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and then I can just see where that's the one that is perfect Wizards. after foil.
0: <laughs> Wizards will never do this because uh, it would be too uh, self deprecating for their humor, I think, but that would be the perfect. Perfect April Fool's secret layer drop for next year. Like, do a Pringles drop and have them be curled, and, <laughs> and just kind of like make fun of themselves a little bit for the foil curling problem. That would be so great.
2: <laughs> but I, but I could also see the person genuinely buying it and then complaining that
1: it's curled, <laughs> like fully going into it knowing that it's curled. <laughs> uh, all
0: right. So we've been talking about secret layers for a while. One other thing, I wanted to hit on uh, briefly was. 2020 Magic products. Uh, So I've been thinking about doing an article about the products and the cost of them that have come out this year. So I've been researching a little bit. Do you guys have any idea just how many products were printed this year? So by my count, we have four standard sets. We have four other booster sets. Mystery Boosters, Commander Legends, Double Masters, Jumpstart. We have a bunch of non booster sets, like uh, Challenger decks, Commander decks, Unsanctioned, Planeswalker decks. And then we have, I believe, 26 secret lairdrops this year, counting the new ones. That is... I mean, we're pushing 50, 60 different magic products released in a single year. If you think that a year only has 12 months, you're talking about what an average of four plus products released a month. And obviously not everything's for everyone. Not every, we were just talking about it with secret layers. I don't care about the squirrel drop. Other people will. So it's not that you gotta buy all these products, but that is a pretty staggering number. So what do you guys think about just the pure massive products released in the past year
1: 26 secret layers i mean it that's one every two weeks right like yeah i didn't even know
2: there were 26 secret layers to be honest with you i thought there's maybe 12 <laughs> or so but yeah it makes sense 26, huh?
0: I mean, I think it's partly because uh, they come in bundles for the most part. So when they do a Secret Lair drop, a lot of times... We have had some individual drops, but we've also had, like, uh the Thero Stargazing. There were, like, five different drops, but you could also buy in a, in a bundle. We had the Summer Super Drop or whatever, which was, I think, seven yeah. drops. that all went up in a week's time. So they do usually release a bunch of them at once. I think Secret Lairs are one thing, and I've kind of... Come around on being okay with secret layers when last year at this time I was really skeptical. Maybe it's partly because we've also haven't really had paper magic. So, uh, the concerns about hurting local game stores are haven't been as big of an immediate issue because we've had so many like stores closed and haven't had paper, uh, tournaments anyway. So we'll see what happens in the future when stores start adding up. I think maybe more shocking to me is we had. Eight big set releases. Like this is even counting like you know all the precons and stuff. But four standard sets and then four more major supplemental sets. I guess you could argue that mystery boosters isn't that major, but Jumpstart, Double Masters, Commander Legends, those are all definitely big booster releases. That means in the past year, that's eight. That's what uh, almost seventy five percent of the time, two thirds of the month is of the year are having a big booster set release. That is a lot. Like, that is way more than we've ever had before. Do you think... Is there any concern about it going just too far? Kind of like we talked about with the art of the metal drop. Is there any concern that this is just too many products? Or are they all specialized enough where you just ignore the stuff you don't want? if you don't like squirrels, you forget that they actually exist and focus in on what you do want.
2: That's... I mean, I'm in the camp of they are different enough or specialized enough to where I just don't care about some of it. Like, I didn't pick up any of the new commander uh the pre-made commander decks i mean i did from like like the 2020 cycle but like example how ikoria had some or and then bfz or not B F Z, zendikar rising had the rogues one you know those pre-cons like I, I didn't pick up any of the ones that weren't the rogue ones right so uh i you know like they're like the only thing that i mostly cared about this year and picked up was i guess secret layers and the commander legends product um, I, I didn't, I, and like, I guess Zendikar singles, but and, and, and like, sealed product, Commander Legends is the only thing I really picked up that in Secret Layers.
1: Yeah. I, I, I do think these products are cannibalizing each other slightly. I don't know how big it, a big of a concern it is in the broader sense, but you know, we had Zendikar Rising, new set, new standard, but it was completely overshadowed by Commander Legends. Like, everyone kind of just hopped on that train and, you know, geeked out on commander stuff maybe those players never would have played standard at all uh, but i do feel like zeneca rising was overshadowed a bit uh we just have so many products now it's hard to keep up we're perpetually in spoiler season like you don't you don't even that have time, time to play the commander legends cards right you're like oh what's 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 coming out next right <laughs> like what broken green or whatever cards are coming right like and you're already onto the next thing so yeah I, I i don't know like the only thing that can tell us is like are Magic players spending more money, right? Like just because they released eight products this year, uh, if you still only bought one like booster box a year, then that effectively did nothing. But because they released eight, if you bought two, then they doubled their revenue from you, right? Which is a win. So I guess it depends, are we opening up our wallets and buying more stuff Um, or they just keep hitting us with enough stuff and eventually we'll, we'll buy it. like? I didn't buy the first 25 secret layers, but Bob Ross is getting me. So so they did it, right? <laughs> the 26 <26th laughs> <They> one. <laughs> right? They eventually got there, right? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's fine, but you know, we meme about 2019 magic and how it's taken over all the formats. Like soon enough, 2019 plus, will have a bigger card pool than like 2018 minus, right? <laughs> At the rate that we're going here. So it will actually just be normal and expected. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, this year it felt like we were always in spoiler mode, right? Like, like no matter what, it's just spoiler season, and then spoiler season, and then spoiler season. Oh, and by the way, little product in between. Yeah, it's like secret
1: layers in the middle of your spoiler seasons. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) And looking back on it, we really were like, we had so many sets. It didn't just feel like we were always in spoiler season. With this amount of sets, we really were just like pretty much always in spoiler season, talking about a new set because there's so many sets. And I mean. I don't know. Apparently, Wizards is making money with this technique. Everything we hear from Wizards makes it sound like, financially, they're doing better than ever and making tons of money off of Magic. So, apparently, this technique is working, and maybe what you were saying about Secret Lair Drops, Richard, or the same with me, like, I ignored the first 25 of them, but the 26th one got me. Maybe that's a technique. Maybe you just keep throwing them out in the world and you trust that sooner or later, people like us will pick up one of them. And maybe Wizards is fine with that because there's going to be someone else who loves squirrels and that's the only one that they pick up. And if you have a big enough player base doing that, maybe that ends up being uh, more profitable to print a whole bunch of specialty products rather than just a few products for everyone. Although I think we talked about this last year from a player's perspective, it is a big shift and it, it took me a little while to come to grips with the fact that you can't really care about every product anymore. There literally is just too many. It would be your entire life and your entire budget if you wanted to get every single product and every single card and you did care about everything. So I think that's something that players have to adjust to because even just a couple years ago you would get you know the four big sets maybe you get a master set one round of commander decks you could actually invest yourself either financially or emotionally in every single product now i just don't think that's possible so i think players need to shift and understand that wizard's technique is to not make every product for you. They're making every product for someone, but you might not be that someone for every product, and it is perfectly okay to just not care about some magic products. As weird as that is to say, because a few years ago... I would be saying the opposite, where you almost have to care about every product to stay current with the game because every product was impacting every format and was for a broad audience, but it's really shifted a lot in the past year or two, I think, to you got to be a lot more selective in what you invest yourself in.
1: I mean, I think that only applies to Secret Lair that are reprints, but like if you missed out on Commander Legends, you're in for like a rude awakening when you sit down with your playgroup and they're like, Jeweled Lotus, into this, into that, you're dead, (laughs) you're like, what?! I think you still gotta keep up with that. Or, like, imagine playing modern, like, skipping the last year or two of like products, right? You're gonna walk in and get rolled so hard, right? So, for those formats, you need to keep up, right? But for secret layers, you can skip them, right? Because they're just promotional copies, like, you can just get the normal version. That's fine right but yeah i think you do need to keep up with double masters jumpstart commander legends and stuff like that otherwise uh it's it's going to be a shocker for you
0: even if we discount secret lairs all together and pretend they don't exist that's still a pretty big list of products to have to keep up on like maybe that's the aspect that is a lot for some people because i guess you are right you do need to care about jumpstart and you do need to care about commander legends and you'd probably have to care to some extent about like commander decks cuz they have unique cards even just those sets that have new unique cards and are not reprints, that's still a lot for someone who has, you know, a life outside of Magic. A family or a job or school or whatever you might be doing. That's still a big investment, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, any other thoughts on uh, on anything, I guess? Secret Layers, Magic products in 2020, or uh, is it fish mail time?
1: I-, I await the article where we figure out how much money you must have to own all magic products
0: <laughs> it's it's probably going to be it's probably going to be a week or two until it's up because one thing that i really want to do in the article is also have a calculation for how much it would be just to get one of each card, counting the fact that like I don't know a random Icoria rare has like seven versions, like Godzilla version, uh, all art version, yeah. foil, non-foil, extended border version, foil, non-foil, regular version, foil, non-foil. Like, what if you wanted one copy box toppers of each version of every card printed in 2020? What? Give me your guess because we're I'm gonna calculate this. We're gonna calculate this and do an article. I have not calculated it at all, so I'm in the dark. If you want one copy of every version so you got all six of your teferis from corset 2021 crim or whatever it is seven different arts or whatever how much do you think it's gonna cost when we finally have this big number like how many thousands of dollars to own one of each unique version printed in 2020
2: i i would say probably over five grand
0: oh i think it's i'm gonna go way i i was gonna go more like 15 oh, 15 grand i think it's gonna be way over five
2: I, way like you think significantly over f- i mean maybe maybe you're right because like every version that's there's a lot of printings, so yeah that i, I could also see that and maybe i'm definitely like <laughs> under like valuing how, how much like like
1: every card I'll costs. Go if price is right five thousand and one <laughs> no <laughs> i think i think like 10k ish i think 10k ish is about the right number We'll 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 find out.
0: <laughs> we we will figure it out. Obviously, it's just for fun because I don't think anyone actually needs that many versions. But uh, but it'll be interesting. Actually, now that I think about
1: numbers. it, I think Seth is right. Like if you think because the foil versions are significantly more expensive, so if you get foils of everything, and then hmm, maybe Seth is underestimating it. Okay, well <laughs> we'll find out. We'll <laughs> we'll do the math for you. But it's gonna be a lot. And then what we need to do is just rank it with other hobbies like golfing at like five-star resorts and um racing supercars and things like that we'll see where, <laughs> we'll see where the magic hobby are these the hobbies that we're, it's gotta we're be right? if your hobby costs like fifteen thousand a year <laughs> to to do everything yeah i, I guess you're right <laughs> like I, I don't know what hobby that would be like what hobby costs that much money <laughs> i'm sure there's lots of people like uh you're constantly buying
2: old cars and tuning yeah. them up i think that <laughs> yeah that's... like
0: coin collecting or something there's gotta there's gotta be some weird expensive hobbies out there but <laughs> uh all right we'll get to that in the future once we actually do the math on it but for now richard fish mail us all
1: right if you have questions send them to at mtg goldfish with the hashtag mtg fishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air zc watches my commander group is getting heated because one member plays stacks tax, and lock cards. Uh, Nath and Zur Grand Arbiter. Uh, Games take hours. My friend becomes the archenemy almost immediately. We don't have a rule zero, and he loves these awful decks. (laughs) 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 Hmm. Uh, Krim, would you like to take this one?
2: (laughs) I I have no idea why I would take this one. (laughs) I mean it's it's weird right it's just like that's somebody's playstyle. i mean as i've said before i i if, if it were up to me i would just also say that it feels bad to play against green decks so <laughs> i would ask for that to just be banned out of groups <laughs> but you know i don't know it's kind of it's kind of just hard to say because like it is somebody's playstyle, right and that is if that's what they like that that's what they like so i don't know i, I how do you go about that like yeah, I, I, think, I
0: I don't know what the answer to that is honestly, like I don't know can you can you talk to your friend nicely and <laughs> explain that you're not having fun? like what do you do when someone is just full force on a playstyle that no one else in the play group enjoys?
1: I think you just gotta change it right because like so what what happens is they become the arch enemy. I don't think that's fun for them
2: well they they have to be okay if they're fine with
1: being the arch enemy then i don't know what you can do about it right but if they're not fine with it then it's like no one's having a good time right so you you need to mix it up somehow but i don't know like this his deck must be really good like if everyone just gangs up on this person why does the game still take hours you can't get enough lock pieces down uh but i don't know if you have a recurrent group i think that's something you need to to figure out or Maybe you swap decks uh so that they get to play against the stacks decks and they get to see how they can't play any of their cards. <laughs> or yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I think you just gotta work it out. I think other play groups do it differently. Like some people will just ban the cards some people will be like, Okay, you can play it every other week. Other people will be like, Yeah, play it, but we're just gonna murder you first if you're okay with that. <laughs> right? So really depends on your group. Yeah, like
2: that that would be the only thing, right? Like, cause I mean I feel like when i play my control decks and stuff like that i fully expect to be arch enemy right like so that's that's fine as long now it'd be a different story if they're like hold on i'm playing stacks and i don't know why somebody hit me or (laughs) somebody killed me right like you know what i mean like (laughs) i fully know that i'm going to get hit when i play (laughs) like any of my control
1: decks or anything along those lines or you metagame also i mean all of my decks start with basaju and cavern Right? If I if I feel if yeah, I feel right? like, like I have one spell that needs to resolve and I know I'm playing with crimp, like Fosaju and Cameron are going in my deck at like very little cost, uh, it's not as bad as say like maybe you play like a Rest in Peace or something and like totally hose someone like I'm sure there are cards that can totally hose the Stacks deck.
0: Yeah I mean more more artifact hate more enchantment hate maybe uh, depending on what the specific build is but I guess that would be the the other option is just kind of like subtly warp your deck a little bit to fight the Stacks player and maybe if you i don't know blow up enough stacks pieces they'll change to a different deck because they're not getting the enjoyment out of locking people out of the game
2: (laughs) yeah i mean after some point right like example uh if if they get targeted enough and they are tired of arch enemy then they probably should also just then switch right but if they're okay with it then you know have fun i guess killing them
0: first
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah just just that's my (laughs) advice Go for them first. Uh, yeah, that's when you switch your deck into like a Zergo deck. And then <laughs> go nuts, right? Uh, the Bryce is right. If Wizards did foil treatment on both sides of the card, would that fix the issues players see with curling?
0: So we like even out the... <laughs> I mean, isn't that essentially what's wrong with the card, right? Like I mean, one, side,
1: yeah. one side is coded in the foiling process. The other side is not. So then they evaporate moisture at a different rate and the thing curls, right? Uh,
0: I guess the concern would be, do you think that would make foils less playable competitively? Because then aren't they going to be more noticeably different than non-foils if you have two layers of foiling on them?
1: Two layers of foiling. That's, that sounds pretty wild. (laughs) Can't you already tell when you're holding a foil versus a non-foil?
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah, you pretty much can.
1: Like, I don't know. There's this thing, right? So if you play unsleeved, this is not doable, right? Because you can tell what that card is. But realistically, like, how much does that happen? And do casual players, like, really care about this, right? If you're playing with cards unsleeved? Uh, But I don't know. I think this is a constraint that actually affects their foils. Like, other card games have, like, really nice-looking foils, right? Or collectible cards have really nice foils. Magic foils look kind of meh because they got to make the card... Feel and weigh the same as like a normal card so that you don't get a competitive advantage so I think they're kind of stuck I don't think you yeah. can foil both sides I think the card will be too heavy um, yeah I, I don't know Uh say stuff often I think as a community we could enact real change in the game do you know a way, a way we can unite more easily I don't know about the arena economy but I'm certain we can get macros on the devs uh, the dev team's to-do list
2: Macros specific? Well, wait,
1: like like in I think game like, maybe to try like a combo or something, right? You want to like just save some sequence? Oh oh,
0: ah, huh, jeez. Like I think it's actually tough because the magic community is pretty scattered, a lot more scattered than people probably realize. Part of what makes magic great is there's like so many different ways to play it, and the stuff that really matters to some people, other people don't care. Like if you're a paper commander player what do you care about what Arena is doing or whatever? And there are plenty of people that are just Paper Commander players. So I don't know, because of the way Magic works as a game, and it's really a whole bunch of different games brought together under the name of magic it's really hard to get the entire community to all agree on something outside of i guess <laughs> walking dead secret Lair drops that's the one exception to that rule where <laughs> where the entire community <laughs> seemed to be on board
1: the entire online community
0: <laughs> yes that's i'm sure there were tons of people that still have no idea walking dead secret Lair was even a thing like probably most of the people who count as magic players don't even know it exists <laughs>
1: Uh, next question, Gregory Emmon. Last week, y'all talked about Mega Exile. I'd like to raise you with the unhinged card Awall. What does Awall do? Do you guys know? Ooh, Is that I Mega Exile? Do not. It,
2: uh, yeah, there might already be an uncard that exists for
1: that. Oh, I need to look it up real quick. Let's see what Awall yeah. does. <laughs> Uh <laughs> exile target attacking creature then remove from the game then put it in the absolutely removed from the freaking game forever zone <laughs> yep
0: okay yeah it basically does yeah. exist okay yep
1: <laughs> uh also did anyone go back and look at your predictions for episode 200 by 300 you predicted pioneer modern horizons 1 and were worried modern horizons 1 would break the format Hogak.
0: Ooh. Oh, maybe, maybe that would be, maybe that would be a, a good, uh, a good episode sometime over this slow holiday period. Maybe we go back on our own prediction, our old predictions and, uh, and see how we did. That would be kind of fun.
1: I was, think- wait. I, yeah, I don't even remember what, like, yeah. So what, what did we say? Like, we predicted Pioneer, Modern Horizons <laughs> okay. 1. So a direct to modern set, right? Uh, a, a post modern yeah. set. And then the direct to modern set would probably break the format. <laughs>
0: And and it did (laughs) I'm sure we predicted other (laughs) things But I do not remember Episode 200 was a long time ago now
1: Alright we we should do We should revisit some predictions And we should also before the year ends Predict what magic will be like next year Ooh. yeah that would
0: be well we have some fun episodes because I think it's probably going to be a slow time honestly uh, through the holiday season usually this is kind of like the dead time on the calendar until after the first of the year and we'll jump back into s- end of the spoiler season and stuff but this will be our time to do some uh, some fun episodes like that so we should definitely do it
1: alright and that's all the fish mail we have for this week thank you to everyone who sent in fish mail if you have questions send them to at Goldfish with the hashtag mgfishmail, mail and we'll get to your questions on and air
0: and i believe that brings us to the end of episode 305 of the mtg Old Fish podcast so richard crib thanks for hanging out thanks to everyone for listening thanks to card conduit for supporting the show and we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes down in the world of magic so until then have a great week everyone and this is the crew signing out